turns the corner at the 21st down, breaks a tackle at the 25, breaks another at the 30, and he's loose! Gets the carry, and he's loose! Inside the 50, 40, to the 30, 20, 10, touchdown! Hello, hello, let's go! It's your man Flip Mozzie. And thank you for spending 15 minutes with me today. Welcome to week two. Our Minnesota Vikings set to square off against their all-time rivals, the Green Bay Packers. Minnesota travels to Lambeau Field for a face-off between two undefeated teams early on in the year. This battle, a chance for the Vikings to grab an early lead in the NFC North. Carrying over a fast start in week one, defense came out on fire. Anthony Barsack on the first play from scrimmage. Special teams was special. The blocked punt by Eric Wilson. The offense wouldn't be denied. Turning first and 20 into a 23-yard touchdown and never looking back. Effective running by Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison. Efficient passing by Kirk Cousins. Now the offense didn't show much, but Minnesota dominated inside the Atlanta 40-yard line. Eight first downs and 13 plays. Five plays went for more than 10 yards and four touchdowns. Cousins with 9.8 yards per attempt, throwing well in the face of pressure. The defense erased Devonta Freeman from the game, put constant pressure on Matt Ryan, forcing two interceptions. Now, the road gets tougher. Divisional matchups on the road, always tight. Last time the Vikes strolled into Lambeau, couldn't have gotten any tighter. A 29-29 tie in Week 2 of 2018. Kirk Cousins lit up the fourth quarter, but Dan Carlson couldn't win the game and got fired soon after. 2018, they suffered a big-time letdown after Week 1. Pretty possible again this time around. Concerns about the offensive line still out there. We really didn't learn much about Cousins or the pass game in the new scheme. And the defense looks like it'll be missing Mackenzie Alexander. So we'll get into it all quickly. This podcast moves fast. We'll find a couple of other fun games on Sunday, too. Let's start with early injury news. First, the good. Stephon Diggs on the injury report last week, but he played, had one big-time catch off play action in the third quarter. He's not on the Wednesday health report. Minnesota gained another healthy starter. But Anthony Barr replaces Diggs, limited with a knee in practice on Wednesday. Mike Hughes, also a limited participant on Wednesday. Big Mike Zimmer says Lil Mike Hughes has a chance to play in Week 2. And McKenzie, the MRI came back on Tuesday. Okay, Mac won't need surgery on his dislocated elbow, which is great news. He still didn't practice and doesn't have a timeline back from injury, but it's all much better than a possible season-ending alternative. Finally, Pat Elfline didn't practice on Wednesday with a hurt knee too. We'll monitor leading up to game day. 
Dakota Dozier took first-team reps in Elfline's place. And behind him, Brett Jones rejoins the team. The backup center returns, and this looks to be a smart signing given the lack of depth along the offensive line and the struggles we saw there against Atlanta. Y'all know my stance on the offensive line by now. We're gonna see him lose battles. It's gonna be a weakness. Just can't be a game wrecker. Jones, not my favorite. Just don't think he's done much of anything while with Minnesota. But it's good depth. I'm more surprised at the cut. Brandon Dillon released to make way for Jones. He was at the bottom of the tight end depth chart. But I'm surprised this is an early vote of confidence for Irv Smith. The Vikings dressed Dillon to get some more run blocking on the field. But then Dillon only played 7 snaps in a game where they ran 39 times. Irv Smith showed versatility, played well in the run game, making Dillon expendable already. You know, I'm reading between the lines. These are early signs of Smith's impact and rise. And Dillon still made it to the practice squad. Let's get into the game. The Vikings were high and low on for week two. Starting with the backfield chef, Dalvin Cook, delivering early returns on his potential. Exactly what we hoped for from our star running back. Sunday must have been a dream for Mike Zimmer. Strong defense, run first offense, efficient offense, led by Dalvin Cook attacking the edges. Speed to the end made Dalvin unstoppable. Three carries for 30 yards and a touchdown on the left end. One carry for 21 yards on the right end. He finished that one by trucking the defender, smashing Deion Jones down to the ground. Dalvin converted five first downs last Sunday. He converted 22 in all of 2018. Keep on cooking, Dalvin. We pray he's the key cog in this Vikings attack. But one area he didn't do much at, the receiving game. Just two catches for nine yards, so maybe there's even room to grow in game number two. Throwing to running backs, one of the only things Chicago did well against Green Bay last Thursday. Good information here. The Bears running backs caught 15 passes on 18 targets against Green Bay. So of the 230 pass yards the Packers allowed, 95 of them went to guys out of the backfield. Linebacker Blake Martinez rushed the passer well, but when he was back in coverage trying to track down RBs, he allowed 10 yards per reception. Dalvin Cook can stay hot, and he could be catching a lot of passes on Sunday. Now, all the offseason talk about Gary Kubiak, two tight end sets, Drafting Irv Smith, heavy formations, what happened? Neither tight end had a catch in week one. They combined for one target. Even Irv added as another offensive weapon, stayed in the block on all 21 of his snaps. So we have no idea what to expect from tight ends against Green Bay. Will they be involved? Maybe even featured parts of the attack? That's a big question for week two. Green Bay answers with new strong safety, Adrian Amos. Over from the Bears, he picked off his old quarterback, 
Mitch Trubisky in Chicago to clinch the opener for Green Bay. Outside of that, Amos didn't show up on the stat sheet. That's great for a defender only tracking one target in 54 plays. That interception using his knowledge of the Bears to end the game. Shouldn't surprise us if Rudy and Irv aren't running free in week two. We're up on Dalvin Cook. We're down on Kyle Rudolph. On defense, we're raving about NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Anthony Harris. A heyday for the safety, five tackles, fumble recovery, one target allowed on 59 covered snaps, but two interceptions. The first interception, great instincts, dropping into coverage against Julio Jones to get our Vikings the ball back, leading to the second touchdown. His second interception caught Matt Ryan acting like a fool, caught the ball in the end zone, led to Minnesota's fourth touchdown. Working in three turnovers really speaks to the extra element Harris brings to the defense. Zimmer's defenses have always been superb, but Ben don't break affairs. Over the past five years, Vikings lack the ability to generate turnovers. Ball hawking Harris could change all that. And it's not just week one. He had two picks against the Bears last year. He forced a key goal line fumble that swung the game against the Rams in 2017. Can and game change again against Aaron Rodgers who struggled in week one. Harris could be on the safety valve Jimmy Graham. Very good matchup here. Graham thrives in the red zone finished second in targets behind Devontae Adams, converted a couple of first downs, and scored the game's only touchdown last week. Graham versus Harris, strength on strength and pivotal in week two. But we're down on a different defensive back. It's not going to be a surprise when Green Bay attacks Trey Waynes. Waynes had the big force fumble against Atlanta. He was great in run support. Not so great in coverage. Trey allowed five catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. Four first downs allowed. It was a great defensive effort all around by the Vikings. Much of the game played using softer coverage. But regardless, there's still some work to do on defense. Penalties. Bunch of offside calls, those gotta get cleaned up. But Matt Ryan also threw well when he wasn't pressured. We have yet to see how our back seven performs if the opponent generates more clean pockets. Numbers suggest it wasn't all perfect, especially for Trey Waynes. Like I said, expect Rodgers to break his huddle, then locate Waynes on the defense. Green Bay, nothing special at receiver behind Devontae Adams. Against Chicago, Rodgers did find this. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling guy, found him four times for 52 yards, led the Packers in receiving yards as their second wide receiver. Be very frustrating to see 83 succeed against a talent like Trey Waynes. So I'm just saying we should be upset. Minnesota can't look complacent on defense, can't start losing these matchups that they should win. We're up on Anthony Harris. We're down 
on Trey Waynes. The full preview coming to you tomorrow on the main Climbing the Pocket show. So to wrap things up here, we're going to have a little fun, look at some other games in the NFL. Games that will be on when the Vikings aren't. Games for the fans looking for a full football weekend. Sometimes it's just nice to stay on the couch. Nice to watch some ball, the Vikings lay an egg, or have a reason not to mow the lawn or help with the laundry. And after the Vikings game, the big afternoon game takes place in Los Angeles. The Saints play the Rams after their improbable Monday night victory against the Houston Texans. L.A. coming off their home opener where they held off the Carolina Panthers, a game that came down to the last drive too. Now this contest, of course, a rematch from the no-call during the NFC Championship game in New Orleans last year. Nikel Roby Coleman with the body check on Tommy Lee Lewis, but no flag for pass interference, forced New Orleans to settle for a field goal. They then let Jared Goff and the Rams drive down to send the game to overtime. And there, Greg the Leg kicked the ball 57 yards to send the Rams to the Super Bowl. There were 21 plays after the no call, but nobody cared. Saints fans tried to reverse the ruling in court. The NFL got sued. Three referees were ordered to testify. Cry me a fucking river, Saints fans. The call changed the game. Coaches can now challenge pass interference on replays. That's what all the talk will be about leading up to Sunday. I'll be watching and cheering for the Rams. Other games, pretty bad. Browns-Jets on Monday night. Eagles-Falcons Sunday night. And Bucks-Panthers Thursday night. Two night. I say skip them. Save that energy for Sunday at noon, the big-time divisional showdown, Vikings at Packers. Oh, here we go. Dalvin Cook again, our horse. And on defense, Xavier Rhodes regaining form. Hope we get Mike Hughes back on the field. And full previews coming tomorrow and Sunday morning. Till next time, y'all. Skull Vikes. Vikes.